Good morning. Today is Thursday, October 15th, 2020. I don't want to speak about COVID every day. And I really don't want to speak negatively about other Jews. But I would be derelict in my responsibility as a rabbi not to raise my voice today to condemn the behavior of a large number of Jews in Tosh, in Boabriyon, over Simchas Torah this past weekend. Over 750 people gathered in violation of Jewish law and in violation of civil law. Those who participated and their leaders who did not prevent it and those who were bystanders and did not criticize or try to stop it are guilty of a terrible sin violating the Torah's requirement of vinishmartem ma'od lenafshosechem we must be exceedingly cautious concerning our health and they are also guilty of violating the crushing sin of Chilul Hashem, desecrating God's name. The overwhelming majority of religious Jews do follow the laws of safety, government regulations carefully. I must compliment Quebec authorities who, when describing this terrible event, did not characterize it as a Jewish event. Their restraint is praiseworthy. But this is a desecration of God's name, one of the most serious sins in all of Judaism, and it leads clearly to anti-Semitism against all Jews. Now, this terrible event in Tosh mirrors events in New York, where some people in Borough Park, in Brooklyn, rioted with violence against state efforts to protect their lives. It is such a chil Hashem, a desecration of God's name, that the areas of New York with the highest rates of infection coincide with heavily religious Jewish communities who are openly violating the Torah's laws and government laws protecting health and safety. What an unbelievable Chil Hashem, desecration of God's name it is, to hear the governor of New York, who I admire tremendously, but to hear the governor teaching Torah 
to so-called from Jews about the Torah's priority of saving lives. And clearly, he, the governor of New York, knows more about Jewish law in this area than these so-called religious Jews. It goes much further. I'm sadly, I'm, I'm, I'm sad to say. There are credible reports of religious schools not reporting COVID positive students to the government, COVID positive staff to the government, which they are required to do, in order not to be shut down. And telling their students and staff not to get tested when the indications are that they should be tested. Endangering the lives of teachers and staff and students and their families. There are credible reports of religious neighborhoods where residents are getting robocalls urging them not to be tested so as not to show high rates of infection. Now, I've read in a number of places some people complaining that Jews and Jewish neighborhoods are being targeted. But they're being targeted not because they're Jewish, but because they're violating the law and Jewish law. With crowded shuls, and no masks, and no distancing. It pains me to say this, but it is necessary to speak the truth. Right now, Utrama and the Devimi area have among the highest rates of infection in our area. COVID is raging there, and people are getting sick and going to the hospital. And the reasons are obvious because they are not following what Jewish law says to do to protect their health. The lawlessness in Israel is even more shocking with rioting, violence, Certain leaders of communities in Israel are hiding the fact that they, the leaders, are sick with COVID, refusing to go to the hospital, and they are being treated secretly in their homes with equipment from ICUs, setting up a virtual ICU in their home so as not to admit to being sick and needing to go to the hospital and urging their followers not to go to the hospital. God forbid it boggles the mind. The other day, Rabbi Usher Weiss, who I've quoted to you many times before, said something that is so dramatically frightening. 
Rabbi Weiss is one of those who since the very beginning speaks up not only to observe the law, but to go beyond what the government laws require in order to satisfy the requirements of Jewish law. There's a portion in the Torah called Egla Rufa. This portion says that when in the land of Israel, in the time when the Beit HaMikdash is standing, when, God forbid, a murdered corpse would be found on the wayside. And it's not known what happened to him. And there are no witnesses. And there's no way to find out who committed this terrible crime. The Torah says that the leaders of the community assemble in a dramatic ceremony and they make this statement. They say, Yodenu lo shafchu our hands did not spill this blood. We did not see this person alone and unprotected without trying to do something to protect them. We did not see a situation where someone could have gotten hurt and we were silent about it. We are not responsible for the death of this person. That's the portion of Egla Rufa. Said Rabbi Weiss, we cannot say those words, that our hands did not spill this blood. We cannot say those words because we are responsible for not speaking up, for not taking precautions. And Rabbi Weiss points out that this is unprecedented. The Jewish people, the world, we have suffered epidemics before. And in previous epidemics, the leaders of the Jewish world, the religious leaders of the Jewish world, were unified in urging every Jew to observe health requirements and safety precautions. Rabbi Akiva Eger, the Chassam Sofer, the famous story of Rabbi Yisrael Salanter, in every generation, the most religious and scholarly leaders have been those who are the most careful about observing these laws. And today, Rabbi Weiss says, we cannot say our hands did not spill this blood when we have Jewish leaders who are not only silent, but even urging their followers not to observe Torah law and government law in this regard. How can we, Rabbi, I'm quoting Rabbi Weiss, how can we not be ashamed when irreligious people and nations of the world are puzzled how men of Torah do not care about the commandment to be very careful and guard yourselves exceedingly? Anyone, including here, who violates government guidelines is violating Jewish law, violating secular law, is responsible for the spreading of a deadly disease in our community, and is guilty of the crushing sin of Hillel Hashem desecrating God's name. Let me share with you just one more frightening 
scenario was pointed out by my colleague, Rabbi Mordechai Torkziner. You know, we've spoken about this before. There's a debate in the Jewish world concerning issues like end-of-life treatment, organ transplantation, whether brain stem death should be the correct criteria for determining the person, God forbid, has passed away, or whether even a person on a ventilator whose brain stem is no longer working but their heart is still beating because of the ventilator, whether that person is still alive, even though there is no chance, zero chance of survival. That's a debate that exists today. Okay, I've spoken about it many times and we'll do so in the future. Much of the Haredi world is extremely vocal about the position, taking the position that as long as the heart is beating, the person's considered alive, even when there is no hope, even when the brain stem is not working, under no circumstances could a person be disconnected from a ventilator or any treatment to stop under any circumstances. And that often causes conflicts in hospitals between family members and doctors, when doctors see a situation that is utterly futile and want to remove the patient, let's say from ICU, because the bed is needed for others, and the family insists, no, we're religious Jews, we claim that every moment of every life is sacred and you must do everything for this patient. That's a scenario that exists. Just think about this for a moment. What's going to happen the next time a doctor has a patient in ICU, no hope, no quality of life, brain stem is not working, zero chance of survival. And the doctor says to the family, there's nothing to do. This person has passed away. Let's move this patient so that we can make room for another patient who needs the ICU, whose life can be saved. And the family says, no, we won't allow it. Because every moment of every life has infinite value. Because protecting health and life is our highest priority in Judaism. And the doctor will say, well, but what about during COVID? when there were such easy ways to protect your life and health and your community didn't do it. You flagrantly violated everything that doctors told you to preserve life. People ask me frequently, why do so many Jews act this way? Let me be very clear. There is no legitimate explanation. There is no source. There is no line of reasoning. There is no rationalization or excuse. There is only condemnation of the sin and of the desecration of God's name that comes from it. I want to praise the overwhelming majority of Jews 
who are careful. And I am proud to say that almost all of our community is in that category. They are the role models we must point to to show the world how Jews should act. They are the ones who represent Judaism's highest priority. I hope that God will protect everyone and bring an end to this suffering. But it is necessary to speak out when God's name is being desecrated by a minority, a visible and vocal minority of Jews. Let's hope the situation changes dramatically very soon. My friends, it is painful to have to share this. So I'm going to try to now go on to have a great day and I wish you the same. And I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.